Hello and welcome to our second episode of Cranky Talk, a show for avgeeks and non-avgeeks alike. We continue to tackle everything happening in the aviation world in the time of COVID. And today, we'll look at what's in store for you when you do fly again. But first, I want to thank this week's Cranky Talk sponsor, The Airplane Shop. The Airplane Shop is the world's largest source of aviation toys, models, and collectibles, featuring your favorite brands like Gemini, Skymarks, Herpa, and more. Whatever your interest in aviation, whether commercial, military, or space, you'll find your favorites at The Airplane Shop. And now, Cranky Talk listeners can receive a 15% discount on their next order at airplaneshop.com. Just use promo code CRANKY15 when you check out. You can also visit one of the Airplane Shop's three physical locations in Miami, Las Vegas, or New Jersey, currently offering curbside service in this time of COVID. Follow the Airplane Shop on Instagram or Facebook at Airplane Shop for new releases, sales, promotions, and exciting news. Chances are you haven't been on an airplane for a while. TSA data shows that U.S. passenger numbers have rebounded from their low of under 100,000 a day by cresting the 300,000 daily mark this past holiday weekend. That may sound like a lot, but it's not. There were more than 2.5 million on a similar day last year. Some of you are itching to get back on an airplane, but others are probably pretty anxious about the idea. There are a lot of unknowns out there, so today I'm going to talk about what you can expect when you next travel, whether that's in the short, medium, or long term. Let's start with the short term. While there are far fewer people traveling, it may not feel all that empty, depending upon the airport. In some of the busiest airports like Los Angeles, London's Heathrow, or New York's JFK, whole terminals have been shut down with the remaining traffic funneled into what's left. When it comes to checking in, you won't find much of a difference except for more spacing in lines. At a few big airports, airlines have rolled out touchless kiosks. United, for example, is testing this at Chicago O'Hare, Boston, Dallas-Fort Worth, and Orlando. You just check in on your phone and then scan the barcode to have your bag tags print out automatically. In the short term, that's about the best innovation you'll find. Going through security won't be all that different. TSA agents are finally wearing masks, and nobody will be touching your boarding pass anymore. You do need to pull out food from your bags now, because apparently that sets off false positives, and they want to avoid that. Oh, and keep your phone, change, keys, and all that in a bag instead of in the bin to avoid germs. You'll see stepped-up cleaning procedures as well. Lastly, the three-ounce rule has been bent. You can now bring up to 12 ounces of hand sanitizer with you. And no, vodka is still not considered hand sanitizer. Once past security, you can expect limited prepackaged food options in restaurant shops and lounges. At the gate, you'll wait just like you always have, though there may be more spacing between seats. When it comes time to board, airlines have tried to stretch it out. Southwest, for example, is boarding in groups of 10 to keep people farther apart and to avoid bunching up in the jet bridge. You can also expect your boarding pass to be scanned from farther away where possible. Some airlines are asking travelers to scan boarding passes themselves. Once on the airplane, well, in most cases, people will be spread out, but not always. And that leads me to an important public service announcement. Wear a mask and leave it on while you're on board, except when eating or drinking. Airlines are requiring this now, but they aren't going to make flight attendants act as in-flight cops. Don't be that jerk who selfishly endangers others especially since it's highly unlikely you'll be more than six feet away from everyone else. 
Airlines have stepped up cleaning procedures and are using disinfectants liberally in between flights. Most aircraft have HEPA filters installed, which remove 99.97% of particles from the air, including SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19. That means even if the virus is contagious through the air, airplanes shouldn't be spreading it around. You'll just have to get it the old-fashioned way, through contact with people coughing, sneezing, or breathing roughly within six feet of you. Many airlines are keeping middle seats empty, but that doesn't mean you won't still have multiple people within six feet of you, so just keep that in mind. The short-term reality is that you will encounter other people and you won't be able to maintain social distancing throughout your journey. That's something you'll need to consider when deciding if it's the right time for you to fly. Those are the short-term changes. Now let's talk about what we may see in the coming months. You've heard the mantra, testing, testing, testing. And that's going to be a part of everyday life until there's a vaccine, herd immunity, or a cure. In a high-throughput environment like an airport, however, testing may take on different forms than just shoving a swab up your nose to tickle your brain and then wait for results to come in. Here we can look toward Asia, where they've dealt with this before during the SARS outbreak. Many airports in the region rolled out thermal scanners. These overgrown metal detector-looking things can take your temperature from afar, now, we know that not all COVID-19 carriers are symptomatic, but that's not the point. Just like in any security situation, there are several layers, and each layer helps reduce the threat. Scanning for fevers is one piece of the puzzle. A handful of governments have started rolling out contact tracing apps, and people traveling may be required in some cases to log their COVID status and be negative before they can get into airports. We know that Apple and Google are working on an app here in the U.S. Could domestic airports require travelers to be negative before entering? We expect this to be a case-by-case -case scenario depending on where you're going, but it's certainly something to keep in mind. Other than weeding out the obviously sick, the other midterm goal will be to find ways to reduce contamination opportunities. All those touch points we're used to interacting with, touch screens, credit card readers, counters, condiment stands, you get it. There will be a focus on getting rid of as many of those as possible. There will also be an effort to cut back on the chance of someone breathing or sneezing or coughing on you. Here are a few ways that can happen. Wear masks. Get rid of touchscreens at check-in. Sanitize checked bags as they get checked and again when they return to the carousel after the trip. Wear masks. Stop having agents physically hold IDs when checking identities and instead use scanners. Eliminate paper boarding passes and require phone apps. Sanitize carry-on bags after screening. Only allow contactless payment or special handling for cash if needed. Disinfect travelers as they board airplanes. And in case I forgot to mention it, wear masks. These are just some ideas that can be implemented relatively quickly. The idea is to think about points where viruses can be transferred and eliminate them. We know what's happening now and we have a pretty good idea about what's going to happen soon, but Predicting the more distant future, well, that's a little murkier. Of course, the hope is that in the long term, COVID-19 will have been conquered, so these won't be needed. But people will probably now be much more aware of general transmission of illnesses, and that means there will be an interest in finding ways to make things safer in the long run. As always, there are going to be trade-offs, maybe some pretty steep ones. Let's start with biometrics, which have already been buzzy in the world of air travel but it's going to have an even more prominent position going forward. Biometrics are physical identifiers logged in some kind of technology, 
that are used to effectively confirm that you are who you say you are. Think of things like your voice, fingerprints, face, and retinas. These are all biometric identifiers, and they're ways to make the check-in security and boarding process contactless. Clear, a system that uses facial recognition, allows you to skip ahead in the security line without having to show a physical ID today. Some airlines have begun using biometrics for other parts of the travel experience. Delta, for example, is using clear technology to test lounge access and boarding using only your face. It's possible to go from curb to the aircraft using only biometrics in limited tests. Some nations are testing biometrics to let people in and out of the country, including right here in the U.S. Someday this could allow you to travel around the world without a passport or other physical ID. If you can marry this with health data, then you have a powerful ability to prevent illness transmission. Just think of a situation where someone can prove they're immune to a certain disease or they've been vaccinated by merging health and travel records. This would also allow flagging of high-risk health activities. It sounds great in theory, but there are serious privacy concerns. These tools are going to be deployed, but just how integrated and effective they will be depends upon the willingness of the general public to give over even more of their private data. Considering how many people who don't have medical restrictions aren't even willing to wear masks means this probably won't be easy to achieve. The more widespread use of biometrics in the future seems like a sure thing in one form or another, but let's get weird and start speculating well beyond about what might be possible. Many of the concepts being floated around center on the same idea that has driven short-term changes. How can we further isolate people from each other to prevent the spread of illness? In larger airports, there has been investigation into individual people movers or pods to whisk travelers through the airport without interacting with others. Even beyond that, there have been concepts where people board these pods to get loaded directly onto airplanes like cargo. Some airports have invested in artificial intelligence in robots to act as airport concierges. These robots are supposed to interact with travelers in a variety of languages and answer common questions, avoiding the need for human contact. Then again, this goes against human nature to want more interaction in general. We're a social bunch, and this will further isolate us. With cleanliness an important factor going forward, we could see sanitation checkpoints where travelers will have to submit themselves to some kind of cleaning process before moving on to other parts of the airport. At this point, all we can do is speculate, and ideas that may sound sensible at the height of a pandemic may sound silly a year from now. So in the short term, expect to see some minor differences as airlines and airports struggle with helping to contain transmission. In the next few months, you can expect some wider scale changes, and in the future, well, all we can do is guess. But we think it's a safe bet that how we traveled, like much of the world, will not look exactly like it did before COVID-19. Thanks for tuning in to our second show. We'll be back with more deep dives and helpful tips for these turbulent times. But before we finish up, I want to again thank this week's Cranky Talk sponsor, The Airplane Shop. Remember, Cranky Talk listeners can receive a 15% discount on their next order for aviation toys, models, and collectibles at airplaneshop.com. Just use promo code CRANKY15 when you check out. Follow the Airplane Shop on Instagram or Facebook at Airplane Shop for new releases, sales, promotions, and exciting news. If you have suggestions for what you'd like us to cover in a future show, let us know via email at info at crankyconcierge.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at Cranky Concierge, or look for Cranky Concierge on Facebook. If you're looking for the top daily airline news stories, 
You can subscribe to Cranky Daily at crankydaily.com. <laughs>